This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler. David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Welcome to another edition of the Draft Show from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. It's your faithful scouts, Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman here with you today. Uh, Kent Garrison, executive producing this thing. Uh, we're going to put a bow on this national championship thing tonight, this afternoon, guys. I said tonight, but... Uh, what a game. Yeah, what a game. I want to put a bow on this. I want to ask you guys, though, about if these guys, if anybody elevated their game is did anybody change your mind when it comes to their draft stock do we have them too high too low do we need to consider some other guys well I think that brings up another point about how much do you value a performance on a stage like that because you don't want to overvalue one game but I think there is something to uh, maybe a little bit more of an emphasis towards the games where uh, they mattered that much against top competition. And so Deron Payne, for example, yeah, played the best two games of his life the last two weeks in the playoffs when it really mattered. On one hand, you're impressed. On the other hand, why didn't we see this more often? So uh, it's it's something that uh, interesting, you know, dynamic for each one of these players. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick, we didn't hear a lot about in the title game. I think it's just because they didn't test him. He had a, a very good game. Uh, Calvin Ridley, same thing. Yeah. Heard from a lot of fans saying, like, do, they, do we really want Calvin Ridley? Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Maybe it, we take his brother. I'm under, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, which Ridley are we supposed to take? The Georgia Ridley or the Alabama Ridley? But That's, when you, when you want, if I was, I was watching the college uh, coaches uh, version of the speed, game. Speed, yeah. Right. And that used the all 22. And Calvin Ridley was getting open at will. I saw your tweet. And Dave, I'm going to get to you about this too. But I saw yeah. your tweet about that. Ridley's open again. He's open again. He's wide open. Yeah, he had no problem beating the cover, especially in the first half uh, when Jalen Hurts was at quarterback. He couldn't find him in time, uh, and then it got a little better with Tua in the second half. Tua T. Uh, I'm not even going to try and pronounce that last name yeah. right now. I mean, I'll have to for two more. Years. Exactly. That's that's the kind of mindset I have. Uh, and so, you know, I heard a lot of Calvin Ridley, and I don't see a first round player, and this and that. He was getting open at will. And again, that's why I love Calvin Ridley as a player. That's why I'd love to see him as a Dallas Cowboy because of his ability to get open and give his quarterback a clean target. Just because the Alabama quarterbacks couldn't get it to him doesn't mean that he underwhelmed uh, on Monday night. Yeah, I, mean, I thought every guy that we talk about as the primary targets from that game, uh, Payne, Payne's a good one because he played so well. But I mean, all- that bother you guys? I mean, I know you mentioned it, but does that bother you if you're thinking about a guy that – on the national stage, two times played great, was a dominant player in those two games. And then you watch him in Alabama during the season. I'm watching him play Florida State and Texas A&M, and, I, and I, I'm kind of thinking, okay, get rid of this guy a little quicker. You know, get, okay, you're, be- you're better than this. You know? Is there something to be said? I get what you're saying. Yeah, okay. I mean, you want a guy that has the same intensity and the same effort and the same performance week in and week out, but there's something to be said. Like, if, if he can tap into that talent. Too critical here? The NFL's a hell of a place to do it, you know? I mean, all right, great. He doesn't want to play great against Mercer. That doesn't mean he's not worth taking. No, no, I'm talking about against Florida State and Texas A&M. Yeah, it's yeah. fair. I mean, because he did, he did not play as well the, the whole season that we saw. And, again, 
he knew his college career was coming to an end. He was playing a little extra motivated. So I, it does worry you a little bit. But at the same time, I thought he was a first-round player before the playoff. And then what he did the last two games only cements that for me. But it is something that is in the back of your mind. First-round player. I thought he was first. Because, again, the traits. Uh, yeah. Guys that are 6'4", 230 pounds, aren't supposed to move like that. That gets that gets into, like, the right kind of guy debate. Like, I, like you would prefer the guy who plays, like I said, with the same motor all the time, snap in, snap out. But if he's that talented, and, and assuming, I don't know his whole story, like, assuming there's no, like, legitimate off-field baggage. Like, if, if the only thing that worries me is... His consistency, I'll take that talent every time. Yeah, he, I'll, I'll worry about that once I get him in the locker room. He doesn't have the same intensity as Ndamukong and Sue, but there are a lot of similar traits there. That might not be the worst thing in the world, though. Ndamukong wow. and Sue could stand to take it down a notch or three, probably. Sure. So, I mean, you know. Ndamukong and Sue is one of the best college players I've ever seen. Uh, one of the Luke Keekley's my guy, by the way, on that, if you want to ask me. He's probably top five for me. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But, but uh, he's not Sue is what I'm saying. But there are a lot of there's a lot of Sue in him when you're that size. You have that type of hip action, the quickness, uh, the power with your upper body. And we saw it the last two games. The I didn't mean to take no. I didn't mean to take a deep dive on pain right there. But what I was gonna say is all those guys either played about where how I thought they would, or you know, or maybe even better. Smith, they, Smith, yeah. They all looked like the guys they're supposed to be. Ridley played a good game, which I okay, maybe he didn't have like he didn't take over the game. He had a touchdown. Did he have two? Maybe Ridley, the, he just had the one, just the one, one, the one yeah. where he basically the one where intercepted it. Yeah, he yeah. basically yeah, an offensive interception. All those guys that were supposed to show up showed up. I mean, I thought Smith was there, Ridley was there. Evans. Did, did Smith play himself out of any position for Dallas? I think he did that before he played that game. I I, I don't think. Or were it, we hoping for hope? I don't think anything changed. To be honest with you, I think he the last four games of the season were outstanding. Georgia Tech, the SEC title game. Oklahoma, uh, he had some bumps in the road in the first half uh, against Oklahoma, but still a great game. And then, of course, in the national title game, I still think it comes down to some teams will ding him because of the size. He won't be for everybody. Uh, so there, you know, there might only be, in the top 18 picks, there might only be five teams that seriously consider him because of the size. And so crazy. there is a chance I think he could get, you know, fall to 19. Not a likely chance, but there's a chance. I don't think anything happened Monday night changed that. Because, again, he didn't grow two inches in that game. Well, he'd be – it's just hard to say because you don't know the direction. But if he's there at 19, is that a no-brainer as to if, say, Ridley was there as well? Well, Ridley would make it a tough conversation. If you're picking outside the top 10, I don't think there's such a thing as no-brainer. Like, how often do you really wind up in a situation where there's just no doubt about it? I was surprised that yeah. Washington ended up with Jonathan Allen last year. Yeah, yeah. I I was shocked. Okay, I'm not, and, and I'm surprised in, in the Colts end up. Yeah. yeah, I mean these are guys that we talked about as top five players in this draft, and all of a sudden it's seventeen. Not everybody views these things the same way, do they? No, they don't. Well, let me ask you: Who would have the bigger impact on this team, Roquan Smith or Calvin Ridley? Ooh. I'm sure there's some folks right now that right now are just they're 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 having the same issues we are right now with that. That's I think I think you're taking us you're taking a current starter off the field to get them on the field either way. Uh, I would say, man, that is tough. That Pro- is tough. Probably probably Ridley, but I'm not. I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I'm we, just thought, we, we could revisit that in a week, and you might have a different yeah, answer. Yeah, 100%. okay. Who are you worried more about, the defense or the offense for the Cowboys? 
I'm more worried. You worried about Dak Prescott and his development? Here's, is that is that now paramount? Is that like the number be, one? Yeah, it should be priority number one. I'm more worried about the personnel on defense. I think, to be totally honest with you, but you lost games without Sean Lee for the million. But for the millionth time, I say this all the time: the offense is what's going to get you where you want to go. This isn't this isn't 2013 Seattle, and you just strap whatever you can to that defense. I wonder who would have the title. bigger impact because we have seen some receivers not have impact. Right, first year. Yeah, it happens all the time. But would Smith have such an impact with your defense? We've seen what some young kids, when you draft young kids like they did in the secondary. And Man. I think one, what makes Ridley different, though, you look at some of the receivers that have struggled, like Corey Coleman, Laquan Treadwell, guys that uh, had questions about their route running uh, and just a technical savvy of the position. That's not the case with Ridley. And that's why I don't ex- I expect him to have – a instant you know, success immediate impact yeah, okay, in said, some yeah, way immediate yeah and that's and another thing we have to think about too is the depth of the position now i'm a big believer oh, and you, you take the best player right if you believe that's ridley or smith but if you have them similar rated and you just you're torn on them wide receiver is a much deeper position this year than linebacker i, I heard, went on, i went on sean and rj's I heard, show i heard you Does last, that makes sense it's well it's you took the line right out of stephen jones's mouth it's bpa with me. oh last night yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i i do bpa wr best player available within reason yeah you know, it's it's a similar type of thing where you need to take the best player but you know not out of the realm of uh, you know what helps your team so i you look at linebacker I, to me there are two first round linebackers now we didn't answer this question yet did we no. I mean, we haven't really Sorry. answered the question. Every, I know. Every, the further in this whole rabbit hole we go, it, just, it offshoots the other. But you're topic, trying. But. I mean, it's a fair question that he yeah. asked. It's a fair question. And I wonder who on the stack will have a higher grade. I wonder on the stack who will have a higher grade. Will the production of Smith trump the production of Ridley? God. They're both a little undersized. Um but again, now, okay, here's the Stephen Jones thought, and you were going to circle back. I know what you're going to do. Okay. You look at the approach of, okay, how many first round, or how many in the first two rounds of names, how many first, or how many grade, how many graded players do you have in the first two rounds at wide receiver? I've got seven. It's quite a log jam. And in the first, how many rounds? Two rounds. Nine. There you go. I'm more, you're right. Give Actually, me your, give me your linebackers. I have four. See, there you go. You this, just, you just, yeah. you, you made yeah. it really easy because yeah. for the millionth year in a row, I feel like we say this every year. I feel great about the wide receivers that you can probably find between 32 and 80. I don't, and, but I don't feel like it's that good for linebackers. Did they give us that reason last year why they drafted Taco? That's 100% why they did what they did. They didn't feel like that the defensive ends could stretch. And they felt like the DBs could. Okay, DBs well, could. Why did they draft Zeke two years ago? To help the quarterback. Help Tony Romo. Okay. Well, time to help Dak Prescott. Yeah, that's fair. But don't See, you that's think, what I'm saying, though. I mean, don't you think you can find a guy who can help Dak at 50 or 81? Possibly. I, yeah. It's, I, if you feel that great about Ridley, then obviously you want the best possible option. I have no problem with Ridley. I really don't. Then let's make it clear. If you're choosing between Roquan Smith and Kelvin Ridley, you've already done very well in the first round. And that's probably a pipe dream that both of them would. Yeah, somebody's at home right now just like, neither one of them's going to be there. Shut up. No, but that's – but Dane made a point. The physical makeup of both of these players is not prototypical. 
I'm not. I and scouts and, and hey, hey, trust me, you're talking to a guy again who is taking the tall receiver. All those tall receivers for me are all in the same round. All those tall guys, Sutton. I hate to. I hate to even. Aitman. All those guys are all in the same round to me. I don't even want to make this comparison because I don't think they're super similar players. But just in terms of the impact, don't you can't can't you just see Roquan doing what like Deion Jones is doing for Atlanta in terms oh, yeah. of his, sure you could oh yeah like a linebacker that you're never worried about having on the field, whatever down and distance. If, I like that. If like Deion that. Jones was taken 19th overall in that draft, no, I mean. He'd be living up to potential based on and based on if you were if you redrafted, that's probably he would go yeah. up there. I mean, what he was in the 50s, I think, or 40s, yeah, yeah, 50s, and yeah, mid second, he, he would be a first round pick if you redid it. I agree, probably top 20, yeah. So, I like the sound of that a lot. That guy has done wonders for that Atlanta defense. I yeah. mean, they used to be and their corners, I keep are part going of it back too. to what Dane just said. We're, we're the not quarterback gonna it out today, that's for sure. Yeah, you're not the quarterback. I know. Is that the most important position here for the Cowboys now? I that, that's never changed. Part of me that's yeah, that's, that's, the, that's football position on every yeah. team. Okay, but of, but now after what you've seen in year two, is it the most important? Is it the one position that? Oh wait, wait, hey, we went into last year. I guarantee you, thinking the only way that Dak Prescott regresses is the talent around him. If that regresses, right? If you tell that happened this year. If you tell me that I'm getting 16 games from Zeke and Tyron Smith, I feel good enough that I'll wait and give me DJ Moore at 50 instead of Calvin Ridley at 19, and I think that's okay. And, yeah, and that's the argument because that's if you draft Calvin Ridley, then the argument against it is, well, then why do we spend such a high draft pick on Zeke? You know, if we're going to feature the run game, why do we need to take a wide receiver in the first round? But at the same time, you still you need Dak to develop. Because there's yeah. going to be a time, whether it's in the playoffs, whether it's a game that you need to win to get into the playoffs, where Dak's going to have to make a big-time throw, and you just it's not going to be to Zeke. It's going to have to be down the field, third and 12, and it's going to be on the, the, the arm of the quarterback. So you still need to develop him, even if you rely on the run game to get you, uh, you know, for most of the game, for 60% of the game. You're still going to have to use that arm of the quarterback. Please call me a disgusting homer if you think it's warranted, but... Part of me wonders if all the hand wringing about the offense is a little knee jerky, because wasn't it? They got to replace every court, every coach on staff on the offense this year. Uh, Another interesting wrinkle to the whole. Damn near all of them. Think about I just, that. I just think about how good the offense looked right before Zeke got suspended. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so like we've seen him do it. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about Dak's rookie year. Like he played pretty damn well for the entire first half of the season with. A few exceptions, Den- say, Denver being the, one. The Denver game really sticks out to me. A, that was baffling yeah. on across all fronts. I'm not trying to say he was great. I'm not trying to say there's nothing they need to work on. But I think the pieces are in place for this offense to function. Like I, I don't, I'm I not. Agree. I just, I don't, I don't. I don't I'm. I, this is something we'll we'll debate probably up until draft day. So and. Let's hold on. Go back to the national title game. What did you think of the Georgia uh, running backs? See, that's what I. Yeah, I'm going to get into that too. I de- Yeah, I I have a different thought and here I am with the, my bold prediction about carry on Johnson mm-hmm. you know and then after watching Jones from USC play last Jamal, night Jamal Charles what the heck was I thinking Ronald and then Jones. and then I look at yeah Ronald Jones USC Stud. running back and then I look at and then I look at what you say what, why were, what were you thinking oh I wasn't thinking of him he needs to be he needs to be up the board where'd you have him I had him the second round oh that's not terrible 
but, but I go, but, I, go but back I, I will, I will, I, I'll tell you what, and I know uh, Taylor Stern is going to join us in, at the at the at the end of the show with uh, Taste Takes. Mm-hmm. She's got some really interesting questions, and and I and I think one of them has to do with the running backs. But I, I, I the thing with Michelle, I I was very impressed with him. Very impressed. Every time they handed him the ball. And yet he did. It was attack. And yet he didn't get a carry in the fourth quarter. Well, you know, coaches take two stupid pills and a cup of Gatorade, and here we go. Seems like it happens way too often. It happens way too often. At all of I, I get it why they gave it to Nick Chubb as much as they did. Chubb is built What was toward, it, Swift? Yeah, the, the, yeah, the freshman. freshman. Yeah. Chubb is, he's 230 pounds, that lower body, the balance, the yeah. power. I mean, he's more built for a fourth quarter back, you know, to wear down the defense. But Yeah, where was getting, he? If you're not getting first downs, it's not going to matter. So I, I get it. Uh, I wish we would have seen more Sonny Michelle in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, it's it's funny. I've loved Michelle all year, been propping him up, and now it's almost – I got so many messages. Oh, he's a first round. Now he's getting overrated yeah. because of what, how he, what he's done the last two weeks and people are actually starting to watch him. But he's a very good player. Uh, he's in that second-round mix uh, along with yeah. uh, some other guys. I, so which Georgia running back do you like better? Michelle. Michelle. As a prospect? Yeah. Clearly? Clearly. Not a debate. No, not a debate. I think I actually have Stanford's love in between the two. Okay. We're I still waiting on it. him to declare by Yeah. That. Well, I, yeah, the way I looked at him. I he's got at him. until next week? Monday. Yeah. 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 He's the, the Clemson defensive line, uh, lineman, Farrell, Bryant, um, Christian Wilkins, um, Bryce Love, waiting on him. Yeah, Stanford other ones. Backs, yeah. yeah. And all the other guys were. Clemson defensive lineman, like you said. All right. But you satisfied? You to, satisfied with how that game was well played? I was going to say, to, to put a bow half, on it, yeah. I, I, I liked that all the guys that we're talking about played pretty damn well. I mean, yeah. I don't think anybody that is really in the mix at the top of the draft really laid an egg in that game. But again, the, the riser, the riser, could it be Michelle? Could the riser be Michelle? Or Maybe. could it? What could, about your boy Payne? Pain. See, I, I, in my mock draft, my first mock draft that I've done was before Thanksgiving, and I had Payne going twenty overall. So I mean, probably going to go sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, I mean, I think there. he's yeah somewhere in that mid first round range. Yeah, uh, you know, Vita Vea is right there too. Uh, Him I or Vita Vea? I think Vita Vea would go earlier. Just again, the traits. I mean, but if you who you could take between Payne, defensive tackle Alabama, Vita Vea, defensive tackle Washington. Sure is fun just watching Bea just throw guards around and Stanford tackle game, running right? backs yeah. using the center to do so. Yeah, I, say, you, you, I think you probably go Vea. Vea, Payne. If we're talking about just the nose tackles, the one technique, yeah. I think it's Vea than Payne. Yeah. Okay. All right. When we come back, we're going to get into some Twitter on the 20. Stay tuned. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. 
AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. David Hellman's oh, going to take care of a little business for I us. get confused there because we do it on the other break, on, on the break. But, uh, Brian, nestle the boys in Tommy John, the softest, most supportive underwear out there. They're feature-packed, and they feel amazing. If you do disagree, they're backed by the best pair you'll ever wear or their free guarantee. That is true. Uh, you know the drill. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. 20% off your order. Wearing mine right now. Would recommend. Yeah, 10 absolutely. out of 10. Tommy John. Some of the best you'll get. Socks, shoes, socks, shoes, shirts, socks, shirts, shirts are great. Socks are great. Yeah. I want to take a little moment too to wish uh, happy birthday to John Nelson, mm. our buddy over. At, happy birthday, bud. Over uh, in uh, England. Wish we were going to London. This Absolutely. Year. We didn't. Uh, the Cowboys not making the trip this year to London. We're all disappointed by that. But I just want to do. I want to wish John a very, very happy birthday on that. Uh, if we have a chance, we're going to take some calls a little bit later if uh, need be. 214-872-2102. That's the number. It's on the screen there, I believe, on the left-hand side. So if you want to get into the show, Kent Garrison will handle that for us. And But uh, right now we'll get into a little Twitter, Twitter on the 20. David Hellman, it's all yours. Thanks, Ed Cahill. Since we're talking about uh, the national title game, El Guapo wants to know uh, Ronnie Harrison. Yeah. Guy we've all looked at. He, is he a strong safety? Is he a free safety? How do you feel about him? Where do you got him? He's definitely strong. I think that we can uh, I would agree all agree that. on that. Yeah. Uh, and he actually declared this morning, I guess. Um, so he's officially in this draft. Uh, I when he was left alone in coverage, what yeah. are your thoughts? Wasn't too excited about that. I, I think that I don't think he has any catch-up speed myself. Yeah. You know, I worry a little bit about that. I think he has to play down. I think I saw a good blitzer, but I didn't see a guy with range when you start talking about coverage. Right. That bothered me a little bit about him. He will knock you out. I say, as a downhill player, whew. he will knock you out. He's a linebacker. Yeah, I mean he's That's, a he's a I mean, physical player and box, box player. Yeah, I just don't see like I said. I mean, if you're in a if the, the, obviously with the Cowboys though, if you're looking at their the way they do things, you know, you, uh, the, the safeties, you know, you have to be able to have some coverage with what Byron Jones has been able to do and Xavier Woods. So you know, it That's, depends. I. I think that's what the – I don't need another box safety. Yeah. I'm the Cowboys. You need somebody who has a little bit more free to him. Which, well, and that's a good segue for Wes, who he says are safeties you would take at 19. And I'm early on. I haven't watched 80 guys or 400 guys like you two. But yeah. I, uh, I, I have my doubts that there's a safety I feel good about in the first round, which, I, which bums me out because I consider that a huge need. 
I know y'all are going to tell me Minka Fitzpatrick maybe could play safety. I think he's off the board way before the Cowboys pick. Yeah. So am I wrong? Is there a safety you feel good about drafting at 19? Derwin James. is. The yeah, there you go. That's, That's the name. The I would, yeah. And Derwin James, here you go. Here's a guy that does cover. He does play in the slot. He does blitz. He does cause turnovers. He's a, a, a pretty physical tackler. Yeah. He's the one guy that I kind of thought would maybe be a little bit overrated, but he's not. I thought I heard you say you didn't know what to make of him. I didn't know what to make. Did and you I go had, back and I went back game? and just hammered games and hammered games and hammered games on him. And what were the results? He's a better player than I thought he was initially. He really, really is. Did you watch old tape or just this year? No, just this year. I went back. I mean, we had some early games in the in the box that you know I was able to do, and I didn't feel. I felt like a player that guy that floated too much, kind of like okay, go get in there, and then you watch him play, especially like late in the year they play Florida, mm-hmm. and it's like he took it personally. Yeah, that closing and, burst. That yeah, and he's got a burst, and maybe he's the guy at nineteen. If you're looking at a safety, I don't now. Is he is he a free? You see him more as a free. He has the athleticism to be a free, he but does. I don't think I don't think that's he's a, his. Yeah. He's a better athlete than football player right now, no doubt about that. And that, that he's a redshirt sophomore. He was outstanding as a freshman, missed almost all of last year with an injury, and then this past season uh, as a redshirt sophomore, you saw rust for, after missing yes. all of last yeah. year. Yeah, and that's and, probably why the the early tape on him is not good. Yeah. NC State, yeah, didn't look good. Now, if you want to study this guy, you got to go late. And and they had a bad season by their standards. Oh, yeah, yeah, terrible season by their standards. Absolutely. So yeah, he he's a guy though that I think that if he's, you if you want to look at if, if there's a guy there at 19 and he could be you know, am I speaking out of turn saying he could be there at 19? No, I think it's possible. I think he's gonna put up some impressive numbers at the combine, and you know we'll see how that fluctuates uh, the stock, but. This is a guy who I remember he received a, a scholarship offer to Florida State when he was a freshman in high school. Yeah. Like he's just always been a freak. Mm-hmm. That, that's just kind of who he is. And so I think that'll continue at the next level. It's just the technical skill. I feel like I talk about it every week. Is that going to catch up, that development? Uh, it's something that if he was a Cowboy, fans should not expect him to be an all-pro his first year. But uh, he's going to make some splash plays, and then you just hope that it, it all, you know, the light bulb comes on and it all comes to him. Oh, he can create some turnovers now. Great. Around the ball. Great segue for a question from Miguel. I like this. Uh, okay. He wants to know of the top, you know, of the top 15, 20 guys, like the elite prospects, which one would you have the hardest time pulling the trigger on? Like the guy that you're just like, eh, I don't know. Um, well, let's take quarterback out of the conversation. Yeah. That's okay. That. It's kind of cheating. I could say okay. all the quarterbacks. Yeah, that's fair. Do um, you have a problem with Connor Williams? Well, yeah, and that's that's a good conversation because Texas offensive I'm, lineman. God, sorry about that, folks. Yeah, right. you watch the. That's what I'm here for. 2006 tape, 2016 tape. As a sophomore, he's a first round pick. Uh, then you watch 2017. He played awful in the opener against Maryland, uh, and then he got hurt, and he missed most of the year. Came back, played well for two games that he was back. And so if you're drafting him in the first round, it's based on his 2016 stuff. Uh, I still want to know what happened in that Maryland game. It was just – It was awful. It, it was bad. And so yeah. do you give him a pass? It was open day too, yeah. Yeah, it was season opener. Do you give him a pass for that and focus just on his sophomore tape? Because if you do, then you're going to take him in the first round. Sure. And I, I think a team will do that. But I do think that is a worthy name for uh, this question – because in the back of your mind, you're always going to think about that 2006 or 2017 season. You know what the heck happened? How about Arden Key, 
Oh. See, and that's uh, the reason I didn't immediately say him is because does he even count as a top twenty player in this class? Because of you think somebody will? Do you think somebody will turn a blind eye to all the off field stuff, David? I mean, you know those LSU players just as good as me. You know, I would. I'm tempted. How are they going to sell Arden Key when they go in and talk to Coach O and everybody there at LSU? How are they going to sell Arden Key to these scouts? That's. I think that's the million dollar question, and. It's it's a loaded bag saying this, so I don't say it lightly, but oh. he, he's going to get compared to Randy Gregory. He yeah. just, yeah. just is, because he's the same type of player. He's a, he's a freakish athlete, looks like a 3-4 rangy guy. I mean, he jumps off any tape that you watch, even this year when he was hurt. I thought he, he wasn't as good as last year when he had like 16 sacks or whatever it was, but he still jumps off the tape. But injuries off-field stuff, I just, based on what I've seen of him, I would imagine it's still enough to draft him in the top 20, but Randy Gregory fell all the way to 60. Yeah. And like I I mean, you know, Randy Gregory failed a drug test at the Combine. Like, there's a lot of digging to still be done on Arden Key. So, like I said, it's it's probably premature and not fair to drop that label on him, but I think his off-field and everything that comes with him is going to be highly scrutinized. Do you think people are fearful of the LSU defensive end in these drafts? Well, just overall, I mean, last one that went high was what Mingo. I was gonna say. I mean, it, it hasn't happened that often. It's not like LSU doesn't but churn they, out these monstrous DNs. The they I mean, put they put guys they, these defensive linemen. I mean, Brockers has been pretty good. Brockers has had a really nice career. Benny Logan has had a really nice career. Um, but Mingo Mingo is one of the worst busts of the last decade or so. Yeah. So I mean, that's fair, but. I don't know that it's enough. I think to I give think him a stigma. I th- yeah, I think that, like David says, I think that you look at talk about top twenty. He's got top twenty talent. Yeah, but is he really a top twenty player when you when you put in all the things? Same thing was said. You said it, Randy Gregory. Everybody talked about Randy Gregory as a top ten player. Top five, Nebraska. Oh, Gregory, Gregory, Gregory. That's all I ever heard. Yeah, and Jason Garrett got talked into drafting him here. I don't see that happening this year. No, I would imagine the Cowboys will steer way clear of him. But that doesn't mean somebody else won't. And like I said, months to go. I don't I mean Right. There's a lot to a lot of homework we have to do. And I'm gonna give you three more names um about players that give me a little bit of pause in the top potential top twenty picks. Christian Wilkins, the three technique yeah. Clemson, yeah. who terrific athlete yeah. and the highlights look great. Just consistency is an issue. Oof. Um Josh Jackson, Iowa. Yeah, there you go. I need my corners to tackle. See, this is where I got in some Twitter discussion I don't with people. Even, I don't and, even, and they were like, no, no, he tackles well. I'm like, what game? I was like, what are you talking about here? Don't do this to corners, me. Look, corners, they don't need to be great tackles. Oh, they had a kid that tackled last year. Yeah, they did. Desmond King. But just look like you just want. Just get him on the ground. Just look like you want to, at yeah. least. Like, Get in his way and wait for the cowboy. At least yeah. slow him down so your somebody else can, can make help it you out. Yeah, exactly. And so Jewel can run over and tackle the guy. I I need you. <laughs> I need you to at look at least look like you want to do it, even if you're not that great at it. That that, what, that guy right left a bad taste in my. So Josh Jackson, uh, Christian Wilkins, and the third one I was going to mention was Harold Landry, the mm-hmm. pass rusher from Boston College. Boston College who came into the senior year with high expectations and. He didn't live up to him and battled an ankle injury. Uh, and, you know, that kind of that played a part in the whole conversation. But still, there, there's you worry a little bit about Harold Landry, a potential top 20 pick. But there are some questions. A lot of questions about him. What well, happened to that player from last year? 
Which that, and that's what I'm saying. The, the guy, I mean, he had, what, 16 sacks? Right, right, right. Yeah. 16 like, and a half. Yeah. Where's the player this year? I was surprised he came back to school. Uh, yeah. You know, and maybe he should have came out early, but, I mean, he's... He wanted a shot at the playoff, Dane. Boston College, yeah, the, you know? the Eagles. Yeah. Cross, uh, hockey? Yeah, exactly. He's going to get a chance hockey. to go to the Senior Bowl, and I tell you what, he could redeem himself. He could wow people week. there, maybe. Yeah. A good week at the Senior Bowl. The senior season will be forgotten. Yeah. Or close to That's it. That's what you hope, yeah. Jorge wants to know, other than Calvin Ridley, big impact, wide receivers, whatever. Take that to me, whatever you want, whether that's first round, whatever. But receivers, I, I view that as a receiver that's going to help from day one. I, I think we agree on the number two wide receiver in this class, right? Christian Kirk. Right. And I think we expect him to – he made an instant impact at A&M yeah. as a true freshman. He actually had his sure did. best season as a freshman. Um I think he can make an instant impact. Who's your third receiver? Moore from uh, Was Maryland. Uh, from Maryland. Yeah, he's outstanding. DJ Moore. Love him. See, now, again, this is Brian Broadus stirring away from the, the Sequoias. Oh, you're going to poison everybody again. No, I'm not receivers. trying to poison anybody. But if anybody watches this football team, what was the problem? I know. I know. I, I'll use my line I used in Philadelphia when, in, when I was 35 years old in that press conference. This team needs players. This team needs players. Needs some guys who can run. You guys out. watch this game. You know who we need. <laughs> did, I, did I say that? I encourage anyone who doesn't know what Brian's talking about to go find the video. I'll post it later. Today. Yeah. Me with hair talking about, hey, and like, wait, I weigh 205 pounds in two, Dave. This team needs receivers. Play, need players. Receivers that can run routes and not goes. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's not so hard. It's not so hard. So Kirk can run routes. Kirk, yeah, he can. DJ Moore can run. DJ some Moore, routes. And, and you know what? DJ Moore could probably catch the ball better than Kirk. I don't. I don't say this often, and I think the Steve Smith comparisons get overused for those two, or just but more. DJ Moore gives oh, off gosh. a Steve Smith vibe. Yeah. Give me a guy with a chip on his shoulder that's mean that will go and get the ball anywhere, and and, you know, and, and can separate. Give me that guy. Guess how many quarterbacks he went through at Maryland in the last three years? Not one, not two, eight different quarterbacks. Like so, it's not like there wasn't. A, there's not a built-in excuse there. Uh, you know, he, with some the other receivers, you point to the quarterback play up and down. Uh, St. Brown from Notre Dame, his stats fell off without Kaiser. Auden Tate, the last two years with two freshman quarterbacks, his stats not what you want from a top player. Then you have DJ Moore, who became the third ever player at Maryland to go over a thousand yards receiving in a year, set the Maryland record for catches this past season. You, th you I, think I can get him at fifty? I don't think so, but uh, I don't. I don't know. He's kind of short. Maybe that dro drops him down a little bit. As you say, if he huh? me if he measures five ten, then he's going to walk out of that room feeling good because he's probably like five nine and a half. I don't I'll care. tell you what, I, he's a football player. Bring him. I don't he, care. He's fantastic. Bring him. Like I said, Steve Smith vibe on that tape. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I think. We don't. If you don't look at Calvin really in the first, you're you have to figure out. Okay, where's the value for Christian Kirk, DJ Moore, Anthony Miller is in that conversation for me. Uh, Memphis, right, wide receiver from Memphis, and then so I think those are the top four, and then that's maybe when you start talking about the bigger guys, Cortland Sutton, yeah, guys like that. Uh, those come into play, and James Washington is the one where the boy Scott from uh, Jaleel Scott from Jamil Mexico State. I watched him. If you haven't had a chance to watch Jaleel Scott play from New Mexico State, it's pretty, go, go get it. It's pretty if impressive. you can get the Arizona State game, have fun. Nine catches for yeah. 174. And he and he is like, his best games were against big-time competition. 
I got to a Arizona State, Arkansas. What's his backstory, Dane? Because he's a he's a junior college Iowa, guy. Iowa junior college guy yeah. from South Carolina. South Carolina. There's a little bit of baggage there. Um, I don't want to go into it. Like, like me, get the full story. But there there's some background stuff that teams are gonna have to work through, and that could hurt him a little bit. But it's something routes are all over the place. Yeah, on the field, the routes are all over the place. Yeah. I you know he's not a very refined player. But when you can throw it, you know, three feet over his head, and he'll go get it. He will get it. Uh, along the sidelines, he'll yeah. do it. Body control, yeah. balance. I mean, you see that Jeff Cavanaugh from 105.3 was watching tape. He said he was Randy Moss without the speed. I hate comparing people to Randy Moss. It's just, yeah. it's just a lot. Man. I'm talking about yeah. going to get in the football. I say I going to get in the football, yeah. Being a tall, lean guy and going say, to get he's, he's like the Kevin Durant in terms of body types uh, yeah. for prospects. You know, yeah. he's just he's tall, just very lean, skinny. Uh, you see that over the middle. He's not the toughest guy uh, over the middle of the field. His, it's funny. His routes, when he runs across the middle, he goes back. Instead of going down the line, he goes back towards the quarterback. He's he's a lot of fun. I I, I think he can make uh, you put him in red zone situations. Yeah, he can stretch the field too. He's got a little bit of speed. He does. He's not a slow guy. Where does where does um James Washington four, four, rank on all this? Oklahoma See, that, State. And that's we get a lot of questions about James Washington. Um, I like James Washington. I think he's a solid like a second rounder, but the routes worry me. Uh, but down the field vertically is great. Strong hands, strong fingers, strong wrists. The ball sticks to his hands, so very reliable. But he's not a guy that's going to just get open at will. Yeah. His routes, and he's not the biggest guy. He's about six foot. I mean, he's yeah. got a little you know, okay. golden Tate in terms of size. He's not the biggest guy at six foot, but we're, we're, all, we're, we're all in love with a guy who's five nine and a half. So it's true. Different. Yeah, it's fair. I'm okay. I'm, Moore, I'm okay with, I'm okay with Washington, though. I got yeah. I got a question. One here. more, Dave, who can't. We got to get Taylor in here. I really want you to answer this or try, Brian. It's good. It's a good question from Joe, and it's not about players, but. What do you think the Cowboys would do if Will McClay ever did leave? Like, is there an understudy here? You know what? That's oh. that's a very good question because, to be honest with you, I don't think they have a guy that like Will McClay. Like in the building? No. I don't think so either. I don't think they have a guy that knows how. We talked about the triangle the other day. Mm-hmm. The Joneses, the scouts, the coaches. I think Will McClay is outstanding at bringing all those together and making sure that they're all on the same page. I don't know if they necessarily have a guy like that. The problem is, and this is where I was having this conversation about general managers that you would hire, and this is no shot at college scouts, okay? But I would hire a general manager that has a background in pro personnel. I've got to know who's playing in the league. Mm -hmm. I've got to know who's playing in my division. Brian Gutekust is a good scout for the Green Bay Packers, who was just named general manager. Brian Gutekust can't tell you who the backup tight end is with the Chicago Bears. He can't tell you who their nickel rusher is in Minnesota, and he can't tell you who the left tackle is for the Detroit Lions. You have got to know your teams in your division in order to build your team to defeat teams in your division to win the division to get in the playoffs. So in a world, and I'm not saying every, excuse me, I'm not saying every scout that's sure. a college scout can't be a great general manager. I'm just saying though, give me a guy that understands the league. And give me some scouts underneath them that can help me with with the college side. And I well, and I would imagine. I mean, and they're heavy the other way here. Not to trivialize it. I mean, it's it's hard work and it's important work. But I mean, you know, the league. I mean, you can watch tape and identify college players, especially right. if you have people helping you do it. College guys tend to work on a draft, 
and then forget the draft. Yeah. They go year to year. Yeah. That's a problem. You got to know who's playing in this league in order to have some success. So in a world where Will does one day leave the Cowboys, I would have to imagine they would have to go out, go outside the building. They would. Yeah. And, and again, the guys over fascinating guys over there, some good scouts, but I don't think they have another Will McClay in this building. I really, really don't. Okay. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, uh, taste takes, we'll be right back. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian Broaddus, Dane Brugler, David Hellman. Joined now by Taylor Stern. Hello, everyone. Hello, Taylor. Welcome to the uh, program. I want to get Taylor involved because this young lady right here knows her college football. She's learned a lot about pro football. Uh, I, I, I appreciate some of the conversations that I have with her about all this and the draft stuff. So she's come up with some questions. Yes. I feel like that, that uh, that's going to challenge us to do that. So I just want to bring her in and uh, see if we make this a weekly thing with you, Tay. Hot take, Tay. Hot take, Tay, yeah. yes. What do you got for us today on that? It is, it is serious business here. Yeah. And Dane, you know, I, I question Dane. Everyone knows that yeah. Dane is grinding away 365, 52 yeah. weeks of the year. What do you got? Bummed you didn't bring donuts today, but <laughs> but I'll ask questions nonetheless. Yeah. All right, guys, running backs. You guys know that I was a big proponent for Ezekiel Elliott. Sure were. Going up there high at four, overall for the Cowboys. Now, in 2000, 2008, there were four running backs drafted in the first round. Does that happen again this year? Could both of them be coming from Georgia? Could it be the Penn State great? Yeah. So over under four running backs in the f- first round. Yeah. I'm taking the under. I know you are. You're a hater. Yes. 
I'm going to take the under two, but I think it's going to it's going to be close though because I see close. I see three. Okay. I think the first round, thirty-two picks. I think Bar. I mean, Barkley's a lock. He's a lock. I, Who's going to be the fourth one if it is? It's Barkley, Johnson, probably Jones. See, okay, you guys love Carry On Johnson. Yeah. You like him more than Ronald Jones. I have Barkley, Geis, jo- oh, Johnson, Geis. and Jones. Oh, here we go. I mean, those are the guys. Yeah. Your adult son. My large adult son, Darius Geis. I think he's a first round lock. Like if all four of those players went in the first round, I wouldn't. I'd have no problem with it. I think Ronald Ronald Jones is seriously impressive, man. He's very impressive. He's Jamal he, Charles. He Whoa. never loses his balance. Doing the ever. blonde guy in the gif. Oh, yeah. He's not and like blinking eye. He's, blinking guy. Mm. he's not powerful, but like he just shakes he, off every tackle. Say, he like, runs so hard that his momentum creates power. But you're right. He's like a 200, 203 pound back. I absolutely love him. And I think so. I think Kenny Native, shout out North Texas. True. I think Barkley. Geis and Jones all go in the first. I, I don't know about Carrie. I think there's Johnson, a shot. Maybe. I think hey. I'm going to say yes, because I'm going to think somebody's going to fall in love with, with love late in the draft. Sony Michelle did nothing for you, Dave. I like Sony Michelle. I think Dane's probably right though. Yeah. Like it's, it's recency bias. Yeah. Like you've seen him play in these big games. Like he's probably a second or third round pick. I don't yeah. think I'd draft him in the first. I, I get over the summer. I gave him a second round grade. I don't think, that should change. I think he's a solid second-round player. And that, there's not, that's not a bad thing. Nick Chubb, who's been in college football for about 20 years now. <laughs> that's, he's done nothing for you? He I played with Ursula Walker. Player. Yeah. I, I want Sony Michelle hanging around because I'd love to add him to this team if he's still oh, there. No doubt. And again, a lot of these teams are going to look at it and say, well, we could take a carry-on Johnson here, a Darius Geis here in late first round, or we just wait to the second round and get a Chubb, get a you know one of these second-round backs. So sure. I think that's that type of mindset with the running backs and receivers – we could only see maybe one or two receivers in the first, only two or three uh, running backs in the first. So I would go the under. All right. Well, you guys are talking about surplus. And I have another question. If my team needs a blank, my team is in luck. The obvious ones. I say running back, back. and receiver who we just talked about. Yeah. Phase two. Receiver, for sure. Yeah. Two positions where you feel good about. Feel good about these any corners? I think corners are great. Uh Corner's a great position this year. Uh, we know teams, every team needs more corner help. Uh, and I think in the first round, second round, third round, there's plenty of depth in each round. Uh, I, how many first round corners do you have on your board right now? I haven't done them all, but uh, and I've done them. Have, like, I've, got, I've got two. Warden Fitzpatrick. Okay. I didn't put Jackson in there. I was going to say, yeah. even Jackson even, Alexander and Davis from Auburn. Jackson's a first round pick. Even if he doesn't, I think so, yeah. even if he doesn't like to tackle, yeah, I still like he's an exception. I just got him in a spot that I know he's there, but I'm a little nervous about that. I like my guys to tackle a little bit on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah but nothing wrong with you that. See what these two corners did here? Don't you like? Don't you like cornerbacks who can cover receivers and get interceptions? I do like, like that too. Marcus Peters doesn't like to tackle. No, I don't care. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's a good I, point. The corners, no, called him out. Jair yeah, Alexander sure in the second That's round. what I'm saying, Alexander. Yeah. I mean, even a guy like Tavares McFadden from Florida State, get him in the second or third round. It's it's a position that has a lot of depth. With these underclassmen, I'm looking at my rankings right now. I have one, four, five, six, 12 underclassmen in my top 15 for mm. corners. So this underclassmen group has helped the corners a lot. How many players have you watched so far? I couldn't give you a number. God, I'm sorry. Give them a break. Give them- We're going to watch some more after we get done with this. Freak. Media scouts are too high on this guy. Usually, it is receivers. Look at Laquan Treadwell. Who are the media guys Bear. too high on? 
I mean, yeah, I th- initially I thought it was James. Derwin, yeah. Initially I thought it was it was him. Um, got some quarterbacks. Some of these I'd quarterbacks, say, yeah. I think they're a little overrated. Oh, I got one for you. I, I, quarter, I mean, quarterback, because you can pick these quarterbacks apart for a variety of reasons. I can't so because that's, I'm terrible at the position. I'm just, but like you can watch their tape and find plenty to be, and be wrong of, about them too. But yeah. you can find plenty yeah. to be critical of. Sure. I got one for you, Dane. Hmm. Bradley Chubb. You think? Just another Chubb. Just in terms, They're not cousins. many Chubbs. Not many that Chubbs. he's not that he's not a good player. I'm not trying to say that, but I. You been, watched him. You didn't. You were. He the, you, he's the guy. Like you do a you do a way too soon mock the day after right. every draft, right? He was. If I had to guess, he was probably in like your top five. Or no, he was actually. That's because you're great at what you do. But he was in a lot of people's top. He's fives. in my top yeah. five. I'll admit. It. <laughs> He's been I'll he's he's been the guy that we've been hyping as one of the best prospects in this draft for multiple years, like since he's been like a sophomore. Oh, that's or whatever. the Notre Dame guard Nelson. I just I've heard a lot about Bradley Chubb, and when I watched him, I was like, he's good, but he doesn't like he's not Miles Garrett. Like he doesn't. No, oh, I don't think Miles. there's a Miles Garrett. Yeah, yeah, but but what I'm like, he gets talked about like he is, at least in my opinion. I, I gave him a second round grade uh, exact- over the summer. Boom, based on his junior tape. But then this year as a senior, I, he. Amped it up. He, he did. Amped it up, Dave. Taylor's just here, as usual, to just make my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but no, that's, I think that's fair because it, 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 he's not a Miles Garrett. He's I'm not saying he's not a good player. Yeah. I'm not even saying he's not a first-round pick. He's just not that transcendent top well, five guy. The I don't problem know. with that is this draft doesn't have five of those guys. That's fair. Yeah. You know, like this draft doesn't have ten top ten picks. You, you, wouldn't, know? you wouldn't take him over – you certainly wouldn't take him over Garrett – and I don't no. think you'd take him over Solomon Thomas either, right? What about Josh Allen at the beginning of this year? It's tough. Yeah. Josh Allen, yeah, he's in the, if we're going to talk about guys that are yeah. maybe a little bit overrated. Uh, the, the, yeah. I, yeah. I, he's it always the, happens. The media guys catch up after the combine to really what's going on in the scouting world. That's the media scouts, with the exception of my colleagues here um, who, who do grind on the tape. I think Malik Jefferson's another one. I think a lot of people. Malik, yeah, Texas linebacker. Fans and a lot of people in the media think he's a first-round pick. I just don't see it. Yeah. A lot of angry Longhorns. I know. and hey, and No, but some of them admit it. Some of them admit that he didn't play well. I yeah. love Puna Ford, so it's not all yeah. Texas players. All right. I Good need job. a second-round offensive lineman in this draft. Who's my guy? You fell in love with one yesterday, didn't you? Oh, gosh. Hernandez or Quisenberry? Both Hernandez, yeah. Yeah, UTEP guy is Hernandez, right? Hernandez. Will Hernandez. This, yeah. He's, he's got bear claws for hands. He's so strong. This guy is square. He's tough. He's a finisher. And for 330-something pounds, he can move. I would plug him in right now at left guard here and go. I really would. Wow. And, I like the, and I like the Quisenberry kid from UCLA, the center. I don't know. He's athletic enough to maybe play guard. Yeah. But Hernandez is a guy that I, again, UTEP, poor team, didn't win a game this year. But you watch the tape of this guy play, he will get your attention. I want a guard named Quisenberry. Like, is yeah. that jersey? Demoralizing. You got a guy? To get your well, I was going to say, no, you're right on with Will Hernandez. I think he's right up there. Uh, this is a guy who had bad grades in high school. Yeah. And so the bigger schools backed off. UTEP was the only school that stayed on this him. This guy is mean. And he rewarded. He, well, he remembers yeah. that. He plays with a chip. Oh. And he can move. You're right. He, yeah. If he's left, you know, one-on-one battles, yeah. he's going to win those, yeah. you know, every time. So, I think Braden Smith from Auburn is another guard. See, I, really I like. had problems with Braden Smith. Did I, I did. I like him. I think he's okay. in that second mix. And then Isaiah Wynn from Georgia. There we go. Left tackle, who I think is going to be a starter at guard. I, I think he's also in that that 
early day two conversation. I like it. Christian Kirk, somebody that everyone knows in this region, is he really just a slot receiver? He was at A&M, and that's what I think. I've talked to some scouts about I, this. Hey, we've got a first-round slot receiver. They, they're, they're torn on this because yeah. they want to see it. You think he can do it. I think he could play outside. I think he can, too. I just don't know if he'll be as effective. What's his current height? Uh, he is 5'10", is he gonna grow? 6", I you believe. Yeah, sounds right. 5'10", yeah. 6", so he's... He's, he's right at 5'11". Right 5'106". At that's him. I think he can play... 200 pounds, though. If outside. He, if he can't play outside, that's scary. I don't... Don't tell me that. Again, it's just that he's never... He was a slot-only receiver at I A&M. Know. And I, I tell you what, I, we need to go down to A&M, the pro day, and see what co- receivers... I'll go with y'all. Yeah, if you're more than welcome to. Anybody wants to come, come on. Hey, but is that... Are we really going to learn anything from that? Yeah, but let's see who's working him out and see if they're working him out outside, if they're yeah. making him do stuff outside stuff. Yeah, because a big part of it's going to be... Oh, he's a first-round player for me. He's the second receiver I have on the board. Can he separate versus press? Can yeah. he, You know, when he doesn't have... When he has a sideline to his right, and he really... You know, there's only so many things he can do with his release. He doesn't have the open field, at, like, in the slot. Will he be as effective gaining not, that instant separation? I'm not trying to spend pick 19 on a guy who can't play outside, so let's figure that I'm out. Good question. Are gonna pick I don't think it's they that might. He, it's that he can't. It's just that we don't know for sure that he can and it's just a little bit of a projection to say that he will because we haven't seen him do it. That's scary. Well, he's going to run every bit of 4-3 though. Get ready for that. He, yeah, he's four. He's a really he got really good speed. I like uh, that. As a punt returner, he's going to make a big impact too. So, there's well, a lot the, to like. The, Cow- the Cowboys are already set at return, yeah, so go. we're we're good. All right, another guy I want to know about what position do you think that Trey Maine Edmonds, the linebacker from Virginia Tech, can he play in the league? Uh, which one can't he play? Uh, he Just can, a baller. He can play them all. I don't. I don't. You want to take him at nineteen? I'd have no problem taking him nineteen. Yeah. I. He can play strong. He could play. You put his hand in the ground and rush off the edge. Sure. Lane. He's six four, two forty five. You talk about him, Hellman. You watched him last night. Well, that's. We actually had a Twitter on the twenty question that we didn't get to, and somebody said, you know, if Roquan Smith isn't there, is there another linebacker that is? And I think that's your guy. Yeah. They're, um, they're the only two linebackers I've given first round grades to. On okay. Again, I'm gonna do that. I don't. Player comparisons suck. But, and he's not as athletic. He's definitely not as athletic. But like I thought, I was thinking about Jalen Smith while I was watching him, not just because of the dreads, but like they use him as a pass rusher. He's a big dude. He's he's two forty five, six four, two forty five. Like yeah. he's very large. I think you could use him in certain pass rush situations. He's got the athleticism to play multiple linebacker spots, and he hits really hard, just like Jalen does. So, what would be his best position? I think that's what she wants to know. Best position uh, in this scheme? I would play him at Mike, right? I would lean. I'd play him at Mike myself. Yeah, I would lean Mike in this scheme. Uh, I would like to see him at a 3-4. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, If if him and Jalen Smith were in the same linebacker core... You're talking about like one of the yeah. biggest linebacker, at least for a four. Well, you got three two teams. guys that are like almost two fifty. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. You got two defensive ends playing. Mike Don't linebacker. you need that? I, hey, I'm all about it, especially if you, you know, people talk about the defensive tackle position as a problem here. Like if you don't have beef up front, you might as well have two gigantic. Do you remember Farrell Edmonds, his dad? Yeah, tight end. Yeah, uh, he's so this guy grew up with the NFL. He knows what it's like to be a professional. He's a good player on that, on that Virginia Tech tape. For a uh, and for a guy that big, he doesn't look uncomfortable in coverage. No, he no, really does. No. He's carrying guys up he the can field. Cover he can tight see, ends. He yeah. can cover running backs. He can move up the field and doesn't look like he's lost. Laboring at all. It. Yeah, the motor is stuck.
stuck in turbo. Uh, he's got the character you want to. So I think he's. I like when he hits people, they stop. Yeah, Jalen's got, got that trade someone, here. Someone he will stop. Yeah. Yeah. Hit somebody, good. boom, stop. I'd argue they don't, they don't stop. They go backwards. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's that type of player, no doubt. It's even better. Surefire number one prospect in this draft. Who is it? Is there one? Did you find one yet that you feel comfortable saying is the number one player in this draft? We leave it. I, I love the Nelson Yeah, kid. I was going to say, we're both going to say the guard, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, the, the Notre Dame guard, Quentin Nelson, to me, if you if you said, okay, what's the player? And that's why we brought up the thing about with Gettleman and the Giants at the second pick. Who is the guy that you're going to plug in and he's going to play for 10, 12 years so I asked, and you're not going to worry about I it? I asked the question, like, the guy that gives you the most pause at picking, This this is you're just like, there's no doubt he's a pro bowler. There's just no doubt. Quentin Bro. Nelson, guard, Notre Dame. Every year we're going to be talking about the matchups on the line. You know, I actually I asked uh, I asked Zach Martin about him back before the guys left for the year, and you Good know, scouting. He, I know, right? He was like, uh, I mean, he, he was very complimentary, but I thought it was funny because Travis Frederick was standing there, and he was like, "Yeah, he's just the latest product uh, product to come out of the new O line." You can taking a shot at Travis, which <laughs> I thought was pretty funny. This that, guy, this a guy. little anecdote for he, you. Those guys. Say, I think as far as is. Surefire guys, that would be the one guy that I would think. I'd agree. Do you have any pause about Barkley? I do. I like Barkley a lot. I think he's a special player, but um, there are some things that worry me about him. Uh, he stops his feet way too much in the backfield. That worries me. Uh, watch the Ohio State tape. You see, yeah. saw a lot of that. Yeah. Now, the offensive line he played with uh, didn't do him a lot of favors, but that does give me a little bit of pause when evaluating him. You put him in space and look out. Uh, just talking about the physical traits, he's off the charts. But it's also why I had a higher grade on Zeke is because I thought he was better with the running back-specific traits, his vision, his patience, his tempo, uh, the overall decision-making at the running back position. I give Zeke the edge there. And so I like Barkley a lot. I'd take him somewhere in the top 10, but uh, I would not, not say— overall? I would not say he's the best player in this draft. Okay. And you say Nelson probably? Or I'd one of the say. quarterbacks, right? I would say Nelson, I mean, Fitzpatrick's in that conversation yeah, for me. And I really like Darnold, but I would not say he's the top player in this draft. Got one more? Or are you done? Got one more. Yeah, one more. Is there a team in this top five of the draft that is likely to bail? What about the Giants? That's what we were talking about, whatever show that was. I What we talked about earlier, how there's not five top five players in this draft. You know, this isn't Bosa, Zeke, Ramsey type of draft. Who needs yeah. the most help on their team in the top five? Of all those groups, can somebody remind me real Colts? quick? Colts, you think the Colts would Colts, bail? Browns, Colts got it. Colts would be the team I would say would bail at three. Who's at five? Uh, Broncos. Yeah, I think the Broncos are going to stand in there and pick. They don't need. Maybe Broncos trade up. How about that? Maybe. Maybe the Broncos yeah. make that deal to get up with the Giants. Like if the Giants can drop back just to five and pick up some stuff, and they don't. Quentin Nelson. Oh, yeah. and something to watch with with the Broncos. They'll be coaching the North team. At the Senior Bowl, yeah, Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, I'm told will be on the North team. Yeah, I the, refuse to up, believe. Up close, look at those quarterbacks. That would. I be refuse good. to believe one of those guys is a top five pick. That would blow my mind. Yeah, you never know. I think Paxton Lynch was a first round guy. It's yeah. true. Hey, they're already they're already ready to move on. Me right in the face with that one. Shim. Sorry, Brian. We all, all right. We all have them. Tay, thanks so much. You're that was welcome. great, Tay. Appreciate Thank you. you. So appreciate you fun. coming our, in our and show being part here. of that. You just took it here. Yeah, you wow. took it to another level. You're top five pick us. All right, that's what all we will have time for today at the Draft Show. Thanks to everybody out there that's uh, kind of following along with us. We appreciate you. Uh, we will see you next Monday, 10 a.m. 
from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Please take care. Have a great weekend.